the next level. And trusting the Lord that we will get deeper revelation in the word and we will make declarative prayers. See, there are, there are two ways of praying. There are only two ways of praying. It's either you are praying in the Holy Ghost, that is praying in tongues, or you are praying the word. So when you say, according to your word, you're my shepherd, I shall not want. So Lord, on the basis of that word, or when you say, you are my light and my salvation, or when you say, I will, I will, I will lift up my eyes onto the hills, whence cometh my help, these are what we call praying the word. Amen? And so, we'll, we'll do all kinds of prayer, as Paul said, praying all kinds of prayer. Lift up your hands. You know, our Megatos moments are deep teachings with prophetic declarations. Forgive me if today, tonight we go a little bit close to nine. Forgive, because I really want to address issues. And I want to trust the Lord that as we pray, we believe in the spirit of power and grace. That whatever is for us and whatever speed that we need, may the Lord give us the speed of horses. I say, may the Lord give us the speed of horses. Just, just open your mouth and tell the Lord in prayer. Tell the Lord in prayer, open my spirit up. Open my spirit up. Let all the channels be opened up. Let all the channels be opened up. Let all the channels be opened up. Balie sete ataru indalusa. Mandi elelele shagarosa. Lebra di ikaya bodisha labaha. Come on, open your mouth. Labado celebrating the liberty. Tell the Lord that open me up to the next realm of revelation. Teach me your word, Lord. Vilieste Lacordianta. In the name of Jesus. Bala bala balia na la mosaya bala barandolo mosia ganabaye aye la boriam bala masolambele betayanda la vagabanda brundele betay imarone le bosana ya bali andele besete le be aya baruna li meronde bosete li andele dando
Look at me. Look at me. Open your eyes and look at me. How many of you will want to remain sheep and wouldn't want to evolve to become a horse? Spiritually. If you are asked to pick a sheep and a horse, the power of a sheep and a horse, I mean, logically, look at a sheep and look at a horse. Some people think that horses have been on earth for about 150 million years. Horses have lived with humans. Tonight, I want to stretch your faith a little bit. We will not stay at where we are. We need to move to the next. Lift up your hands one more time. Let the channels of your spirit open up. Let it open up. There are channels in your spirit. Let them open up. Let the channels in your spirit. Let them open up. Come on, let it go. The next level, Lord. The next level, Lord. The next level, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Parandosa. Biente Lagada. Labarusalaba Hayende. Pariende. Lecronde. Lebronde. Yembiriende. Mosaya. Rebedebeja in the name of Jesus come on declare declare make declarations make declarations let your spirit open up make declarations let your spirit open up let the channels of your spirit open up let the brooks of your spirit open up let the brooks of your spirit open up let the brooks of your spirit open up in the name of Jesus stand the waters of your spirit Stir the waters of your spirit one more time. Let the brooks open. Let the brooks open. Teliende, Bayandi, Itaya, Legosta, Bonda, Kataya, Barianda, Lisha, Ilebrandomus, Talaberia, Palayenda, Barons, Gienda, Barenta, Yanda. Let the spirit of God in you be stirred up. Labrande, Leosta, Labarebebe. Release the horse in you. Release the bull in you. Release the lion in you. Release the strength in you. Release the power in you. Release the ability in you. Hey, Paradonata, 
Some of you are going to take up giants. You are going to engage with giants. And so the lions now are nothing. You are going to engage with giants. And so the bears here are nothing. We are going to engage with giants. Some giants are on your way. But I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, that as you engage with the giants, the powers of grace shall pour upon you. In the name of Jesus, a giant is ahead of you and so you have to engage the lions and engage the birds in the name of Jesus. Lebesh! 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 Come on, open your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Awaken the spirit in you. Awaken the power in you. Awaken the grace in you. Stay the gift of God. Stay the grace of God. Stay the abilities of God. Stay the strength of God. In the name of Jesus, Leveros. Kayendish, Kalaba Yes, Hadi Emma, Malias Taya, Hadanama Horia Visa. Listen, listen. Thou sayest the Spirit of the Lord. Listen carefully. You know, each time I'm praying like this, I see greatness in this room. I see it. I see, I see greatness. I see, I see heavy open possibilities and the other time in prayer the Lord was telling me release potentials release release it and so this night and this year we are releasing greatness we are releasing greatness now everything that is lying dormant there is a horse in you and the horse must come out the power of the horse must come out Open your mouth and stare one more time in the name of Jesus.
Come on, say, running with horsemen. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Tell a friend, I'm going to run with horsemen. <laughs> and I invite you to join me. I'm, I'm, I'm running with horsemen. So, come on, give me the scripture. Jeremiah 12. I like us to take it from the verse number one. Now, if you take your time and read Jeremiah, you will see that from the chapter 12, 13, 14, 15, God was sounding a warning to Judah that Judah will be carried into slavery if they continue to disobey God. But Jeremiah has a problem with God. Jeremiah is seeing what we call the problem of evil, which is that if God is a God of justice or God is good, if God is powerful, why then is there evil? This particular problem is a problem, is a theological problem for every believer. In fact, it's not you alone. Even Jesus was confronted with it when he was praying at night to his death on the cross. He asked the Lord, 
If it is possible, let this cup pass over me. Jesus, in the days of his flesh, meaning when he was in human form, equally felt it. It is not easy to suffer. Suffering leads us to ask questions in life. So you are going to see, I'm going to just take my time from the verse one and analyze the background for you to appreciate the answer the Lord gave Jeremiah in the chapter number five, in the verse number five. So let's read. You are always righteous, O Lord. He begins well. When I bring a case before you, yet I will speak with you about your justice. I know you are righteous. Anytime I bring a case before you, I am able to find an answer, but you know, I'm going to speak about your justice. Now, what is justice? Justice is simply dispensing the exact reward for the action you engage in. If you, if you engage in a particular action, you must get a corresponding reward. Hello? So if you engage, if you engage in evil, you must be paid back in your own coin. If you engage in good things, you must receive the blessings of the Lord. True or false? But Jeremiah is seeing something than what he expects. And many of us in our mind, that is what we call the belief in a just world. Come and say the belief in a just world. That is a belief that if you do good things, good things should come to you. If you do bad things, bad things should come to you. So Jeremiah says, and yet I will speak with you about your justice. Then the question is this. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why do all the faithless live at ease? That's the question. I don't understand you, Lord. Why do you watch the wicked prosper? Now, let's go to the reference. Now, there are four things he finds about the wicked for which he's asking God this question. In other words, Jeremiah is opening up that phrase, why do they prosper? He's going to give God four dimensions that he has found the wicked prosper. And he cannot understand why the wicked should prosper at these four levels. That should not be. That should not be. Number one, you have planted them. Some, come on, say you have planted them. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. To be planted means to be established. The wicked get established. They begin something and they are doing well. When you say you are established, it means that you have a space to grow. You have a space to grow. You have a space to multiply yourself. That is being established. Why do you allow the wicked to be established? That's the first point. If you are God of justice, I'm asking you these questions. Why do you tolerate the establishment of wicked structures? 
number two, they have taken root. They have taken root addresses the issue of security. You see, you can plant a tree as if it's been established. But the establishment is dependent on the root it takes. The root gives the plant the security. When the root holds onto the ground, then the plant has security. Otherwise, it falls. Jesus said that a man went to, I mean, build a house. One built on rocks, the other on the sand. That's the root, that's the foundation. In other words, here, you are giving them foundation. You are giving them solid base. He's asking God the question. Why do you, number one, establish them? Number two, why do you give them a solid foundation, a security? See, in that particular parable, Jesus said, the rains came and the storm came. They beat on both the one that is built on the rock and the one that is on the sand. But the one on the sand fell and the one on the rock stood. Why? Because it was built on the rock. Jeremiah is asking God, why are you giving them foundation? Why? Now, follow me carefully tonight. I decree by the authority of the Holy Ghost that your spirit man is taking a new dimension. Come on, say a new dimension. Come on, say it is moving to the new dimension. Why are you giving them roots? Why do they have foundation? To be honest with you, I have equally struggled with questions like this in my life. When I was growing in God and still at my age, I still battle with these questions. I battle with them. I ask myself sometimes questions. Why is this happening? Why is that occurring? What is the meaning of this? Why am I seeing this this way? Jeremiah was asking God questions. And listen carefully. Your theology must force you to ask questions. If you don't ask questions in your faith, your faith is not a living faith. Faith must drive you to ask questions. Remember, the Bible says, come and let us reason together. God allows that. That is not doubt. No. It's not doubt. Listen, in Matthew 14 or so, when, when Peter, when Peter asks, if it is you, let me come. The answer, elder, was straight. Come. And I hear that same word reverberating in the corridors of your spirit. Come. Lord, open the door for me to come. Come. Lord, I want to take a step of faith. Take. Lord, I want to believe you for this. Believe is just one word. Come. And Peter stepped out. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. We beheld his glory. The glory as the son of the only begotten son of God. 
So, so, so the word is power. Come. And that power is like the word that he spoke in John 11 about Lazarus. Lazarus, come forth. Three words. We didn't need any pathologist to enter into the tomb to carry the body out. We didn't need any medical doctor to go and check whether he could walk. We didn't need anybody to unwound or to cut, you know, the material around him. But the power in the word lifted the man who was dead. And suddenly he stood. What lifted him to stand? That is why I keep telling you, even if you are down by the word, stand up! A dead man stood. And if a dead man stood, how much more you? You are alive. You can stand on your feet. I decree upon you, stand on your feet in the name of Jesus, never to go down again. Why do you make them take roots? Follow me carefully. Number three, they grow and bear fruits. That is impact. Come on, say impact. That's the third question. They make impact. The wicked are making impact. Why do you allow them to make impact? These are theological questions. You stay in the heart of Jesus. in Kasaya. And thou shalt be fully whole. Abide under his anointing. Abide under his control. in the hands of Jesus. And Jeremiah is giving God are dimensions that are only open to humanity. He's asking questions to God based on human assessments. All of us are looking for foundations. We are looking for security. We are looking to make impact. Tell me if these things don't resonate, if these things really don't make a meaning for you, they do. They do. 
Sometimes subconsciously, we compare ourselves with friends. You look at that person, or he's gone ahead of me. Look at that person, look at that person. What is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? We do that. And, and the thing is that sometimes, it is not like you haven't even made progress in life. You have made extensive progress. But you have a certain mindset. It's a mindset of triumphalism. You want to triumph over every challenge. You want to, you want to break every difficulty. You want, to, you want to break new frontiers. You want to achieve something fresh. You want to, you want to get some things done. And, and you cannot accept that you, the child of God, you are unable to achieve those things, and yet the faithless is making impact. Three things. Number one, you have established them. Number two, you have given them security and foundation. Number three, you have allowed them to make impact. And look at the fourth thing. You are always on their lips. But far from their hearts. What Jeremiah is saying is that they are even abusing you and you are tolerating them. They are abusing you and you are tolerating them. You are watching them talk anyhow. What is wrong with you, God? Do you still take our issues serious? What is wrong with you? I have met some young people who are asking me questions. Man of God, why is God allowing COVID? What is this problem in our land? Why are we in trouble? Why are we seeing what we are seeing? Let me tell you something. I don't have the answers, but I have a single solution. God is still on the throne. He reigns. We give glory to the Lord. We give glory to the Lord. He reigns. He reigns. He reigns. He reigns. We give glory to the Lord. He reigns. Oh, my Lord. He reigns. He reigns. He reigns.
know when you sing some of these songs, I don't know, I don't know what you feed your mind on. But I like to focus on He reigns. He reigns. He reigns. He reigns. Reign. Jesus reign. Om Fatiti Sakai. Reign. Jesus has King of Zion, King of Zion. Stop for a minute. Stop for a minute. And lift up your right hand. He shot me in the heart. Pa, pa, pa. Do you believe Jesus reigns? Do you believe it? I hit my chest and the bullet fell into my hands. And I used my hands as a gun. As soon as the vision, the second vision came. So I stepped out and then a man met me. He said, I am sent again. He shot me at the same place. I took it out. That same night, I had the same vision. A man appeared to me and said, I am asked to kill you. He came with a gun 
and a knife. But it is not about you or me. It's about him. To praise you, yet all comes to us. 
encounter. Come on, say Yahweh. Yahweh. So far, what we have been doing is Jeremiah is asking God questions. And we have just finished the human condition and the human questions. But generations after generations listen Keep asking you questions that bother them. Then I ask the Lord, which answer do you have? And he said, Yeah, I am yeah, I am yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generations after generations. Keep asking you questions that bother them. Then I ask the Lord, what answer do you have? And he said, yeah. Can you go? Can you say? Generation after generation. Keep asking you questions that bother them. Then I ask the Lord, what answer do you have? And he said, yeah. Can you go? Generation after generation. Asking you questions, questions that bother them. Then I ask, then I ask the Lord, what answer do you have? And he said, Yeah. Can you go again? Can you go again? One more time. Generation after generation. Keep asking you. Questions about them. Then I ask the Lord, What answers do you have? And he said, Yeah. For the last time, let's go. One, two, generation. Generation after generation. Hey, I'm asking you, Questions about them. And I ask the Lord, what answers do you have? Hey, and he said, yeah. Why, 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 why? Yeah. 
La sedi ya teli haberu imboyose Vida patakaya na lezebedi honzima naya Weli paro sendi ipetoni ingoza Kaliye debe hoselebe intarushaba Waliye menosenke tabarunda bi Iyembe luz watema dai Etaya fataya Wetendili inkosa badene Watime rosele henteye Ikayanda biruen taman Wasilien tetorian badidasoye Widaya, widaya, masia Itama luan zebrende moteke tea Ianda malusha gaben Bionza luateni Wetaya na malusha bahaya Yeperuente libadono Wataya, wataya from your, sorry, if you don't have questions that arise from your faith, your faith is dead. Let me repeat again. Any faith that doesn't ask questions is a dead faith. Because questions lead you into the arena of prayer. The arena of prayer leads you into the divine human encounter. Questions will drive you towards the divine encounter. What are your questions? So don't worry when you are asking God questions. This year, ask questions. Let the questions push you. Let them drive faith. Let them lead to faith. Let them push to faith. Questions must lead you towards God. So Jeremiah had questions. And his questions border on the justice of God. Where is the fairness in delivering recompense to men who do what is wrong and to men who do what is right? Now, God's answer blows my mind. My goodness. I can't use one mic. And I'm going to just tackle some beef tonight. I need an honor. Why are you making yourself a God of injustice? God? What did I do wrong? Why is my marriage delayed? Why is my job delayed? Why is COVID making life hard for me? Why didn't I get this scholarship? Why are my finances in trouble? 
questions. <laughs> Let us go. Let's go. Yet to know me, O Lord. Now Jeremiah says that, look at me. I'm comparing myself to them. You know me, O Lord. This is self-righteous declaration. You know me, O Lord. You see me and test my thoughts about you. Then Jeremiah released a command for the Lord. Drag them up like sheep to be butchered. But look at the way. Butcher them. It, 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 it captures the imagery of animals being wantonly slaughtered. Human beings must be butchered. Set them apart for the day of slaughter. Hey. So when you go to the Achimata forest and you hear people are praying all kinds of prayer, they pick some of them from the Old Testament. Bonsam Erosuruisa. Me born a ball. He can do frat. Me the part that won. Yeah. Me pay appetition at the frat. Now my part. Jenny, I know she. Me gala got won. Or young queen. Huh? Some of them pick it. Look, look at the words. Butcher them. Prepare them for the day of slaughter. Then Jeremiah said he was linking the wickedness of the people to certain environmental problems in the verse number four. How long will the land lie patched and the grass in every field be withered? Because those who live in it are wicked. The animals and the birds have perished. Moreover, the people are saying he will not see what happens to us. Lord, you see what is happening? Because of their wickedness, suffering, collateral damage. Let them be butchered. Let them be slaughtered. But you see, Jeremiah's prayer doesn't lie within the redemptive plans of God. To be honest with you, if all the enemies are butchered, we must go to heaven. There's no job. You and I are kept here because there are still sinners around that we have to preach to. That there, there is not a single sinner on earth. We are gone. We are done. But I want, to, I, want to, I want to just point to you now. So far, look at the logical flow, the human-centeredness of Jeremiah's prayer. And God is going to give Jeremiah an answer. And I love this answer. Come on, say, run with horsemen. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Uh, say it again. Say it again. God came to you and said, Jeremiah, <laughs> if you have raised with men on foot and they have worn you out, how can you compete with horses? I'm going to show you something. 
If you stumble in a safe or in safe country, in other words, look at this place. There are no depressions, neither any undulating grounds. It is even ground. So if I'm walking here and I stumble, hey, then what will happen if I go to the bush? I'm giving you an image that conveys what God is saying. If you are on a plain ground, a playground that you must walk. You know, it's so, it's so smooth and it, it even helps your movement. And here you stumble. Where there are no stumps, rocks, um, sticks, anything that will make you stumble, if they are not there and yet you are stumbling, what will happen to you when you move to places where this safe, even, smooth level doesn't exist? Now, keep that image. I'm going to come back to it. Then he said, if you race with men, come on, say men, on foot, and they have worn you out. How can you compete with horses? So we are talking about men. And we are talking about horses. And I like to just point something in this imagery. The second part is, if you stumble in safe country, how will you manage in the tickets of the Jordan? The, Jordan, the ticket of the Jordan has a lot of, you know, plush bushes. So if in a very safe, even floor, you can't even walk gently. What will you do if you find yourself in a place where there is a lot of bush, sticks, stone, animals, lions? Now, let me unpack men on foot and horses. Come on, see horses. I can't hear you. Lasaya Maru, lift up your hands. I'd like you to open your mouth because I'm, I'm trying to just convey a revelation to man. Human beings 
run on foot. Come on, say they run on foot. But horses race on hoofs. Write it. Human beings run on foot. But horses race on hoofs. Come on, say hoofs. I wanted it together. Come on, say hoofs. I can't hear. Say hoofs. Now, if you know a bit about hoof, hoofs are harder, they are stronger. In fact, a hoof can peel. If you look at that of goat, for example, it can grow and peel, and again, you will see it growing. But when you cut your foot, it won't grow. Whilst the hoofs may, be, may regenerate, foot will not. Now God is telling Jeremiah that all the questions you post, the questions you ask me, they are at the foot level. They are foot level issues. Where will I eat? How will I drink? How will I get a job? How will I marry? How will I go to school? Foot issues. Foot. And he says, men on foot, like you, Jeremiah, you can run with men on foot. The only thing is that they may be faster than you, but they are human beings like you. Did you get it? Did you get it? In other words, number one, God was telling Jeremiah that there are certain situations in life that must be considered normal. See them as normal because comparatively, they shouldn't stress you. Watch it. Human beings are those who lose their jobs. <laughs> True or false? No, I want to. Human beings lose jobs. Animals don't lose jobs. True or false? Oh, I. True or false? Human beings get worried about fertility. I've never seen a goat that came to the owner and he said, Papa owner, why can't you make me give birth? I've been working in this house all these years. I've never given birth. Why? Have you ever seen an animal bothered about fertility? Human beings get bothered about what? Fertility. I've never seen an animal going to the owner and saying that, uh, you know, these days I get cold. So I needed to change my fare. You know, the hair on me. Make it a bit thicker. I've never seen it. In other words, what to eat, what to wear, the anxieties of life in Matthew chapter 6, they are normal human anxieties. So the first point God is telling Jeremiah is that if you, if you encounter normal human situations, 
what to eat, what to wear. Just to hear me. And say, hey, Jeremiah, there are normal conditions of life that will shake you. That will put, if those conditions, you don't see them normal, then Jeremiah, get ready. Get ready. The level in which you are must be seen as normal circumstances. So listen tonight. Don't be too worried because you have lost a job. Don't let that bother you because you don't have a job. Don't let it be so special because a demon is harassing you. What do you expect? No, no, what do you expect? As soon as you are born again, the Bible said, you are moved from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So what do you expect? That when you get born again, the devil should say, hello, bye-bye. No, it doesn't work like that. But you must not be anxious. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything but prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep your heart in Christ Jesus. For we are kept by the power of God. So it is not... Listen, in one of my wisdom nuggets, I said it is, it is tried to hear that the devil is attacking the believer. I mean, <laughs> bro, it is normal. No, let me tell you. I just want you to hear me. Listen. When you say the devil is attacking the believer and so it's surprising, it is like saying, yesterday, a mouse got caught by a cat. <laughs> now think about it. Is that news? That is not news. Mice will always get caught by cats. Because they feed on them. Yesterday, so I cat. I was not asleep, and the cat entered the kitchen. As soon as it entered there, because I saw like a, a, a mouse. Then it went to the, it began sniffing and said, huh, the cat and the mouse will always be in trouble. It began looking and was just looking around. So once the devil has attacked the believer, it is like saying that that cat attacked the mouse. It is no news. So the first point is this. Jeremiah, there are foot level challenges. Foot level experiences. And the Lord was telling Jeremiah that when you encounter foot level challenges, don't let it be a bother. The reason is that foot level challenges will give you open doors to the horse level challenges. Now, this text tells us presiding that there are competitions by men. So the, the comparison is man and horse. Let me tell you something. What is the fastest speed of a man recorded? As you know in the Olympics game, is what? Nine hold. Nine point nine okay. Uh, for a hundred meters. Is that right? Is that right? 
the fastest horse can do close to 90 kilometers per hour. Think about it. 90 kilometers per hour. The fastest horse. And God is telling Jeremiah that if running on foot with men is wearing you out, get ready. There is a challenge that is coming your way whose speed is like the horse. The revelation here is this. That God will move us from one degree of challenge to the next degree of challenge. But it is not only of a challenge, but every challenge comes with corresponding glory. The Bible says there is one glory and the other glory. The glory of the sun, the glory of the light, the glory of the flesh, the glory of angels. There is a certain glory that comes with running. If a human being can run with a horse, <laughs> I'm going to get there. Then you are actually running. So he says, if you have raced with men on foot, so we call them footmen. You see, in the military, footmen are like infantry. Come on, say the infantry. The infantry are sent ahead. You are asleep and they hold the guns. They are on foot. Now I want to just paint a picture of infantry. If infantry are a terror for you, wait. B-52 bombers are above you. Infantrymen holding the, they are holding a gun. You can see them. They are only hiding. And they are trying to make hey, hey, hey. Look at how the American infantry went. When they are going to arrest, they, 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 they use terror. Terror. They break and bam, then they enter. I mean, that's terror. Then, then God is saying to them, if men on foot can wear you out, in other words, he's saying that if wicked men, those wicked men you talk about, if they are wearing you out, Jeremiah, there are some kinds of level of wickedness that operate at the level of horses. Their wickedness is higher. Their wickedness is strong. Their wickedness is heavy. Jeremiah, wait. Until you see Babylon carry Judah from here. When you see them splitting women open who are pregnant, you will see that there are levels of challenges. So God is telling Jeremiah that don't be so worried about your current circumstances. Because there are larger issues ahead. I have said now say again. If you exaggerate your challenges, you always underrate your resources. If you exaggerate your challenges, you always underrate your resources. I have met some Christians. All they do every now is Problems, problems, problems. Recently, one of them I, I called, I called and I said, when will you begin to talk about faith? When? Now, when will you? If you cannot raise with men on foot, how do you say I want to run with horses? 
Because horses are stronger. Horses have speed more than you. But the revelation here is that God is asking Jeremiah, get ready to compete with horses. I'm taking you from the level of footmen to the level of horses. I'm taking you away from the track of footmen to the track of horses. And as I minister this message, I see you leaving the track of men. The track of men is there. And there is a track of horses. Only horses are in this track. And the Lord is taking you from the track of horses, men and bringing you to the track of horses. And it says, Edega, you are a human being. You belong to this track. But I'm elevating you into this. Whilst you are there, you can compete with men, but you are getting worried. Now I want to stretch you. The second thing is that God is telling Jeremiah, get ready to be stretched. Tell a friend, get ready to be stretched. I can hear you. I can hear you. How many of you want to be horsemen? Oh, lift up your hands. Lift it up. Come on, say, Father, stretch me a little bit. Because I know you are taking me to the next level. Father, I am ready. Oh, say, Father, I am ready to leave the track of men and get into the track of horses. Now say a tenderous amen. Now quickly, take me to 1 Samuel. Open all of you. 1 Samuel chapter number 17. Let us read from verse 32. Look at something. as we leave. Listen. Oh, I don't have time for that. Saul told David, you cannot go and fight against Goliath. But look at David. I've told you that when you talk about competing with horses, God is telling you that there are certain levels of challenges that should not bother you. Then number two, God is telling you that he's going to stretch you to the next level. There is no development and growth without a stretch. It's not true. It's not true. There is no revival without a challenge. It is not, a tr it's not true. And nobody can get revival without challenging and changing himself. It doesn't work. It is not true. So, David stood in front of Saul. Then Saul said, please, you are young. 
Don't try this kind of battle. Now look at David. David say, Nana, I used to operate in the realms of men. I used to compete with men. How did he say that? Look at it. David said, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight. Let's go. Let's go. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a boy. I'd like you to pay attention to the realms of boys. Come on, say boy. Now, who wants to be a boy? Absolutely. <laughs> Lebei in the car. Hey. I refuse you to be a boy. Come on, say, I'm not a girl. Say, I'm not a boy. Now, this word boy is not reference to the agenda. It's reference to David's level of maturity. Hello? It is not a reference to gender at all. I mean, the king knows that David is a boy. He knows he's a male. But the word boy here is to denigrate, is to look down on him and says, hey, you belong to the track of boys. Tonight, I demand in the name of Jesus that you will not stay in the realms of boys. Come on, say, I'm not a boy. Come on, say, I'm not a boy. Say, I'm not a boy. You'll only be a girl. Hmm? Somebody broke your heart. It has stayed with you for four years. You are a girl. Ha! You're only a girl. Girls behave that way. But if you believe you are a woman, you say, man of God, Somebody broke my heart. I don't trust women again. You are a boy. There are millions of women on earth. You don't trust anyone. What's wrong with you? Man of God, a manager by name J sacked me. Any J James, even Jesus. I don't like. You are not able to go. That's the first quality of boys. Boys don't have ability. So tonight, if you think you don't have ability, you are a boy. You are a boy. But if you want to compete with the horses, parataka, bada, lift up your hand. Liberancia, Kondalabahai. Come and say, I'm not a boy. Come and say, I'm not a girl. Shout, I'm not a girl. Look at me. Abigail was not a girl. If Abigail were a girl, he would have gone to David. And also, Hadi, Ade, Mikru, you have born a Japadia for mine. You have bread. She will have woken up at the wrong side of her mouth. But she met David 
And he said, my Lord, don't let the blood of this man be on your hands. The Bible says, she constrained David. David asked, what? who are you? Say, I'm Abigail. Then she turned to David and said, when the Lord brings you into that realm of leadership, remember me. That's a woman. That's a lady. Some ladies have fixation about protecting and fighting everyone about their husbands. And you, when I, I saw you, the way you were looking at the woman, hey! Why? You see, we have to come to a place and understand that the one who stands before God is for God. I have realized in life that when you begin to control people, you have anxieties. That's what I've seen. Let people be themselves. Keep praying for them and hand them over to God. You are a boy. Number two, boys cannot fight. Number three, he says, he has been a fighting man from his youth. Boys don't have experience. I'm telling the features of boys. Lord, tonight, move boys to men. I, 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 I declare, let boys become men. And let girls become ladies and women. Go, 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 go. Look at it. Look at it. Come on, say, but. I see a horseman tonight. I, I, I see a horseman tonight. Come on, say, but. Listen to me. Don't allow anybody to force you into a category you are not a part of. Don't let somebody perceive you in the wrong category. Don't let anybody look at you and say, you are this, you are that. You must be the first assessor of your life before anybody else. If you don't know yourself, nobody else will know you. I'm telling you. Any other person who tells you anything about yourself is only attempting prediction. David is going to tell Saul, I am not a boy. I am not at the level of footmen. I am not at the level of young people. Say, I am not a boy. And I want you to tell the devil tonight, I am not a boy. I am not afraid of your tricks. I'm not afraid of your fears. I'm not afraid of your challenges. Satan, evil, coronavirus, every fear. I am not a boy. I am a man of the kingdom. Arise, arise and shine. For thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Arise. Number one, David said, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. The first thing he tells the man is that men have responsibility. Tell a friend, men have responsibility. When you see somebody who is behaving as if he doesn't have responsibility, he's a boy. He's a boy. He doesn't care about anything. Walking about. When you ask him, so what are your plans? Oh, we did. We did. Hey, your boy. 
Boys don't have responsibilities. They don't understand it. But men, they do. David said, I'm not a boy. You may look at me as a boy in terms of age, but I am a man because I am a responsible boy. And every responsible boy becomes a man. May the Lord impose on you that power of responsibility. Number two, he says, I've been keeping my fathership. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, let's continue. Let's continue. Oh, our time is up. Let's continue. I went after it. Come on, say, I went after it. One more time. Oh, one more time. It means men also take action. Men don't sit. Men pursue agenda. Men have a purpose. When the bear and the evil lion came and attacked it, I pursue it. Every man must take a risk. Take a risk. You want to compete with horses? Where is your risk? Are you ready for it? When you are stretching your bit, and I made him a and I made him a and I made him. Let me repeat. Complaint will break your peace. Made my bread, and I made him a 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 How long will you continue to do that? When the lion and the bear, listen, life will present you with bears and lions. You will see when I'm ending this in the next two minutes. That only lion slayers and bear slayers are qualified to contend with the Goliaths. Until you have killed the bears and you have destroyed the lions, you cannot qualify to stand before the Goliaths. The Goliaths are at the level of horses. How many bears have you killed? How many lions have you killed? Hey, even in Tonto Mosquito. You haven't killed. And yet you are telling God, hey man, Father, I want to be a global man. I want, hey, have you contended with the demon in Saudi Arabia? Have you seen the demon in America? Have you seen the demon in other nations? Have you met them? Even your own house demon. You are, you are falling head foot down. You haven't seen that demon. You're the witchcraft in your house. When, when cockroaches come into, ay, 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 and you want to be a global man, Please stay at where you are. Come and put your hands together and slap and say, tell the Lord I want to move forward. I got to know where exactly three months I was in prayer. Then a man stood in front of me. Paul Tickman, and I know he's an angel of God. He said, Joseph, watch. When I turned, I saw a woman, heavy, fat, fat, the fattest woman ever I've seen in my life. And tall, well dressed, elegant, long hair, beautiful eyes. Whoa. I said, What is this? He said, That is a spirit of Norway. It's a spirit of pride. They have achieved everything. They know they have everything. They believe in themselves. He said, That is a spirit. And so you will not use this material thing. God will bless you with a car. God will bless you. No, that doesn't work. Confront them with the power.
power of the word. One day from prayer, I was going home and I had a call that a woman was demonized and was terrorizing everybody in the house. So the man asked me to pass by. It's a story building. I got there and knocked on the door. The woman looked and saw me and began to give me an order. Don't come up. Don't come up. I said, ha ha. And so they opened the door and I entered the room. As soon as I entered, she rushed at me. Then I screamed in the name of Jesus. She fell into the chair. Then the man was looking at me. The father, you are surprised. Is there anything in your hand? I said, no. Huh? How did she fall? They are spiritually bankrupt. I look at it and say, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. I spoke the name over her and the demon left her. You see, they don't need this. Uh, the Lord will bless you with their car. The Lord will bless you with, no. I have to tell you, they have everything. But they lack the spiritual power. Tonight, may boys become men. Tell somebody, may boys become men. I went after it. What have you gone after? That's the next thing. Perseverance. Go for it. I'm tired. Eh? You are tired. How old are you? How old are you? I'm tired. I tried this. It doesn't work. I tried it. It doesn't work. When you sit down with them and ask them, how many times? Two times. You are not serious in life. Man of God, I, 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 and I tried this one, and I tried that one, and I tried that. How many times? How many times? When you know the Bible says seven times a righteous man will fall, at least fulfill the seven times law. And then invoke the power of the life of God and say, Lord, seven times I have failed. In the name of Jesus, I command it, let it end. For, for, for affliction will not repeat itself. And in the name of Jesus, it shall end. May I decree upon you, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, may God make you a man. May he make you a woman. Lord, release horsemen for me tonight. Release horsewomen. And I rescued a sheep from its mouth. Then he said, when it turned on me, I seized it <laughs> by its hair and struck it. That's the next point. Men take charge. Men are in control. Anything that is leaving your hands and making you feel you are losing control, stretch your hands, stretch your hands. Gain control. Bad habits poor habits. You have acquired certain habits that are making your life difficult. Things are difficult for you. In the name of Jesus, I decree that your habits that are fighting you will fall. Your habits that are fighting you will fall. Your habits that are breaking your life now will fall. They are in charge. They are in charge. Be in charge with your life. Be in charge with your life. Be in charge. Tell a friend, I am in charge. The David told the king, your servant killed both the lion. Your servant killed the bear. I declare tonight, don't let your lion escape. Kill that lion. They have killed them. They moved to the next level. He said, your servant has killed both the lion. And your servant has killed the bear. I am qualified, say, to move from the competition with footmen and move to the competition of horsemen. Then he said to the king, this uncircumcised Philistine, the experience I gained by killing a lion and a bear, he shall be like one. What David is saying here is that I have moved from being a boy to a man. I have moved from being, from competing with footmen to running with horses. I have moved from basic challenges to contending with forces.
And listen, greatness is only born at the crucible of challenges. Come on, say greatness. Oh, I can come and say greatness is born at the crucible of challenges. Then he said, this uncircumcised Philistines will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. Last verse, let's go. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go! Pashaya. Tonight, that's my last word for you. Go! I haven't exegeted the second part of Runaway Horseman, which is if you are safe or if you are afraid on a safe country, what will happen to you at the borders of Jordan? I haven't exegeted that next time. But I have stayed on. If you compete with men on foot and you are fainting, what will you do when you compete with horsemen? Saul said, you become the man. And I hear the Lord telling me to tell you tonight, go. I say go. Karabashakata. I say go. Revandi is tolebe. Stand to your feet. I say go. Look up. Proverbs 24.10 Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Now I'll give you a prophecy with my eyes open. Because I heard the Lord telling me. Tell my people that this message tonight opens them up to the realms of greatness. I'll repeat. Tell them. This message tonight opens them up to the realms of greatness. Listen carefully. Something. Now girls are becoming ladies. And girls are becoming women. And children are becoming adults. Look at this. If you falter in times of trouble, how small is your strength? If in the days of trouble you fall, then indeed you are weak. It is in this text, brother, that we see that what God uses to test our strength is the day of trouble. What does it mean? It means that if you want to move from competing with men, you must be ready to embrace a day of what? And remember, it is a season that will come and pass. I don't want you to feel that days of trouble are forever. They are not. Go as an adult. Go as a man. Go as a lady, a woman. Go as a mature woman. Go as a person in control. Go as a responsible person. Go as a responsible person. Go as a man who is in pursuit of agenda. Go as a man with purpose. Go as a man who controls things around him. Go as a woman who is in control. Go! These are prophetic declarations. We are not praying again. I'm making declarations upon you. I said go! Go! 
Go! Go! I command your steps. Let them move with speed. I command your heart. Let them move with speed. I demand that your feet will become a hoof. Boy, Paul said, when I was a boy, I thought as a boy, I behaved as a boy, and I walked as a boy. But when I grew, I have thrown away all the childish things. I decree tonight, let boys become adults. Let girls become adults. In the name of Jesus, go! And he didn't say, just go. He said, go. And the Lord be with you. In other words, he's saying that the seal of your adulthood is the presence. When somebody says, I am a man, and you ask the person, where is your God? And he doesn't have, he has failed. Go! And the Lord be with you. And I see tonight, as your hands are lifted, lift it up. I release your Goliath into your hand. The slayer, 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 the slayer of champions. Generations after generations keep praising you. And I ask the Lord, what name fits you? And he said, yeah. Generations come and go. Generations after generations. Keep praising, keep praising you. Yet no word sums you. Can you? principles at the first face of it the comparison between horses and men God wants us as horses and I'll tell you why he wants us to move from operating at a level and competing with footmen to begin to compete with horsemen 
This is a year of revival. We cannot stay with footmen. We need horsemen. Yeah! yeah. Come on, shout! Yeah! yeah. Come on, shout! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Come on, shout! Yeah! Yeah! yeah, yeah. On the back of this message, you and I want to say,